0: Hello, everybody. Before I get started, I wanted to take a moment to recognize the life and passing of American and civil rights icon John Lewis. He passed away on Friday at the age of 80 from his battle with pancreatic cancer. Mr. Lewis spent his entire life searching for fair treatment for the black community in the Jim Crow South to all communities in the many years of his life up until the day he died. He's been arrested quite a few times, but not for any wrongdoing. It was for really doing the right thing. He's remembered for so many reasons, a few including the Selma to Montgomery march, and of course the march on Washington, but he will certainly go down as one of the greatest American civil rights and American hero icons, and I just wanted to recognize him before we started. So my name is Brian Rundle, and this is Run's House. Thank you for listening. Let's get it started. So Donald Trump was on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace and had another one of his meltdowns. And I mean that figuratively and literally – It was apparently very hot outside, and Donald Trump was given the choice to have it inside or outside, and Donald Trump went with having it outside for some reason. I guess he said he wanted to see Chris Wallace sweat. However, if you were fortunate or unfortunate enough to see this interview, you would have Donald Trump sweating profusely during this interview. I would say Chris Wallace did a pretty good job. He asked some tough questions and he interrupted the president a few times on some of his BS. So it's refreshing to see that, to be able to see a reporter do it. I think he could have gone maybe a little bit more and a little bit further with uh, with calling him out on a lot of the things. But there were some highlights or lowlights, if that's what you want to call them. Mr. Wallace started with the coronavirus, which, of course, is probably the lead story in the United States right now, pointed out that the United States had the number seven mortality rate in the world. Donald Trump went on to argue with him about that and said that they were number one. Mr. Wallace argued with him, and he stopped the interview to call on his lap puppy, Kelly McEnany, to come out with the so-called facts to prove his point. Well, Callie, Kaylee, whatever her name is, comes running out with some papers and hands them to Mr. President and says, here you go, Mr. President, here are the facts to get Mr. Wallace straightened out, and of course, as Chris Wallace had pointed out, that the fact sheet that was used by the White House did not include some of the countries. So, of course, they tried to skew their own numbers on it like Donald Trump always does. But the fact is that we are the number seven country in the world in mortality rate. Mr. Wallace then went on to point out, that the testing is up 37%, which Trump, for some reason, loves to argue that's the reason why the numbers are up, because we do more testing. If there was less testing, the numbers would be down, which is so ridiculous. But anyway, it was pointed out to him that the testing is up 37%, and the cases are up 194%. He said it's because a lot of those cases are just young people with the sniffles. So they have the sniffles, and they pass it along as coronavirus. So I guess by saying that, we're really supposed to kind of just discount younger people who have the sniffles, who I'm not sure if he knows this. It doesn't sound like he does, but those kids with the apparent sniffles could pass it on to their older parents who could pass it on to their older parents. We've been through this. Everybody knows what what could possibly happen by passing this on to people who may not get as sick. Now, it is also being stated that younger people have died from this. So, you know, another big controversy is whether or not to send kids back to school. Donald Trump says Democrats don't want to send kids back to school so they can win the election in November. I don't know what that means. I don't have kids. So I don't know by not sending your kid to school how that's going to help Joe Biden win an election. I have not been educated on that part yet. I think I'm a pretty bright guy. I can't figure it out, so if somebody can maybe help me out with that, I'm not really sure what the plan is there. But I'm guessing, too, that a lot of parents love their kids, and they don't want to put their kids in harm's way. They don't want to take the chance that maybe their kid is the one kid who could contract this horrible, horrible virus and kill their kid. You know, all it takes is sending every kid back to school and one child dying because of this. One. Now you could say, well, the flu and this. Yes, okay, we get the flu has been around. We know there's a there's a vaccine for the flu and there are precautions and everybody knows if you get the flu, you know, what you can do. You can take a vaccine for it. This is different. There are warnings to say you should not be in crowded rooms with people. We are giving you now a blueprint on what not to do, and for us to go ahead and say, well, let's do it anyway, and if it kills a kid, it kills a kid. What can you do? Let it kill the kid of one of the people flying Trump banners in their front yard, which I'll get to in a little bit, but let it happen to them. I don't want it to happen to them, of course. I would never want to see any child die, especially because of this virus, and especially since we had, like I said, the blueprint of what not to do here. Then, Chris Wallace went on to ask Donald Trump about the criticisms of Dr. Fauci. He went on to say, we don't criticize Dr. Fauci, and then literally in the next breath, you'll never guess what he did, criticize Dr. Fauci. He said, oh, he got it wrong. He said, we shouldn't wear masks. Now we got to wear a mask. You know, it's the same BS over and over and over again that you hear from your right-wing friends or associates or whatever it is that Dr. Fauci got it wrong. So we're not going to listen to the number one, Authority on infectious diseases in the world. We're going to listen to Mr. Sweaty Donald Trump. Wallace did point out to Donald Trump that he's made mistakes as well. And Donald Trump just sat back in his chair and just says, Well, I guess we all make mistakes, but I'll be right eventually. He'll be right eventually that this thing will eventually go away and then he can stop back and go, Look, I was right. Kind of like you've heard the uh, house next door burning down. It's on fire. And somebody says, Call the fire department. But there's some idiot standing out there going, well, the fire's going to go out eventually. You ain't got to call no fire department. Well, what if it kills somebody? Or what if the fire spreads and starts burning other houses? It is going to go out eventually. That mentality and that answer is so ridiculous. And it's ridiculous coming from the stupid next door neighbor. But this came from the president of the United States. Hopefully, we have about three more months of these ridiculous answers and responses. But as of right now, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a president who says that he's going to be right eventually on the coronavirus because eventually, I agree with him, eventually it's going to go away. He's he's absolutely right. That may be the first time I agree with Donald Trump. The coronavirus eventually is going to go away. Maybe after some vaccines, maybe after some mandates on wearing masks, or maybe after three, four, five years, it'll go away. Who knows? But he's right. Eventually, it'll go away. Another contentious moment in the interview happened when Donald Trump claimed that Joe Biden wants to defund the police. Chris Wallace stopped him and said, sir, that is not true. He sat back in his chair. Up oh, here we go. Stop the interview again. Kaylee, bring me my facts. So as she's gathering or whoever it was gathering the facts about Joe Biden saying that he wanted to defund the police, Chris Walsh asked him a few more questions and then out came the cheat sheet, I guess you'd call it, for Donald Trump to research his facts. The beauty part of it was that when he did bring up joe biden wanting to defund the police and chris wallace said no he does not donald trump proceeded to say chris you need to get your facts straight before you do these kinds of interviews well they bring him his sheets he's looking through it cannot find of course anywhere where it said joe biden wants to defund the police in fact joe biden says he wants to provide more money to the police for anybody that meets certain standards chris wallace then pulls out A Fox News poll, brand new Fox News poll that goes over the upcoming election. The first one was that Joe Biden was eight points ahead of Donald Trump. He made him feel a little bit better saying, hey, that's three points lower than our last Fox News poll. He then went on to point out that Biden also leads him on race relations, handling the coronavirus and even the economy. Trump started out by saying he's got his own internal polls saying that they're leading in anything. Could you imagine having to work for this guy? The poor people, they got to make up some polls and just put it in front of them say, sir, don't listen to Fox, don't listen to NBC, don't listen to CBS, don't listen to CNN, don't listen to MSNBC, don't listen to the Washington Post, don't listen to the New York Times, don't listen to the LA Times, don't listen to the Penny Saver, whatever Place does polls. Don't listen to any of them. We got our own. And they all say Trump rules and you're going to win. So don't worry about all those other polls. I really hope that they continue that strategy. Let them do their little internal polls. Let them make up their own and hand it to him so he can sleep at night, I guess. Well, he's not going to sleep anyway. He's going to get up in the middle of the night and start tweeting while he's on the toilet. But he went on to say that Joe Biden is not mentally fit. To be president, Donald Trump said that not just Joe Biden, anybody is not mentally fit to be president is rich. That's fantastic. That I've said this last week. Donald Trump is the greatest writer for anybody who gets to talk about Donald Trump or anybody who does talk about Donald Trump. He writes great material. So he has said that Joe Biden's not fit enough to be president, and that he doesn't even know that he's alive. Well, the best part is Chris Walls followed up by saying, well, we also polled people on mental fitness on who was more mentally fit. And Joe Biden also won that poll. I would imagine that Kaylee McEnany had to use the bathroom or something at that point because there was nobody to save him on that one. So instead of looking around for help, he brought up his results of a cognitive test he needed to take when he was in Walter Reed Medical Center. Could you imagine that you are bragging about a test that you pass just to make sure that you're with us still? That's all it really is. Chris Wallace even said, sir, I took the test and it's really not that hard. You pick out an elephant over a, d- a giraffe. And he argued with them. He says, but did you get the last five questions right? That's very tough. You probably didn't get those right. I mean, that's the president of the United States. He sounds like an idiot. He sounds like a child. He is bragging about a test that you basically take that's on the back of an IHOP menu. Then he challenged Joe Biden to take a test right now. I mean, it just sounds like One of those really bad morning shows where they almost set up an argument between two DJs and then they're going to have a boxing match. I mean, come on already. Now, I'm going to be fair here because there was a time Joe Biden challenged him to a push up contest. So, yeah, our politics are outrageously ridiculous. But despite Joe Biden's push up challenge and occasional gaffe, he will make a 1000 times better president than the clown that this country, for some reason, elected in 2016. By the way, Trump also said that if Biden is elected, religion is going to be gone. And Chris Wallace even said, well, religion's going to be gone. What does that mean? And Donald Trump said it was because people wanted to have church and Joe Biden will not allow church during the coronavirus, basically, is what he said, which, of course, makes sense, during a pandemic not to congregate. But in a lot of Republican-led states, they are not allowing church because of the coronavirus. So it's not just a Joe Biden policy. It's really a policy conducted by science, is what it's conducted by. But he throws that kind of stuff out there that Joe Biden is going to abolish the police, He's going to abolish religion. He's going to allow for all kinds of immigrants and sexual predators to come into the United States and take over cities. And there's going to be anarchy and and the whole world is just going to burn down if Joe Biden and the Democrats take over. But as long as I've been alive, Democrats have taken over before and I Didn't see anything burning down. I did not see the economy go in the tank. Now, I have seen two Republicans in my lifetime. And if you really want to throw in Reagan, who was a little bit overrated, by the way, the deregulation of banks and the trickle-down economics, you know, where the boss makes more money and he's going to trickle it down to you guys really started under him, and because of that beginning, we're basically where we're at right now. We have no middle class. Now, again, in fairness, the Democrats in office have not done a whole bunch to rectify that issue, so there's still some work to be done there. Then you had George W. Bush, who led us into the worst economy since the Great Depression, And now you have Donald Trump, who, because of his inaction, had the highest unemployment rate since the Great Depression. So it seems to me like when the Republicans are in office, we do have some rough times economically. But again, they are going to paint it as if the Democrats take over. All hell is going to break loose. Now, they do this because they know exactly who it is they're talking to. I had made a, a point before that Republicans are great at messaging and they're bad at governing and Democrats are good at governing, but they're bad at messaging. And when I break it down, I think I know the reason why Republicans are good at messaging because they know who to message to. They know who's going to be easily influenced and who is going to buy their bullshit. Democrats, on the other hand, I know people are going to go, oh, so the Democrats are so smart and we're so dumb. Kind of. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are gullible people on both sides. But for the most part, if you're going to target an audience that is going to be completely made up crap, there's one side to target, and that's the... Republican side, well, what I would call the new Republican side because the old republican that that party's gone it's shot, and really the old Democrat party is gone and shot because they're all different factions now, but Trump has taken over. The Republican Party. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the party if Donald Trump does get stomped in November. We will find that out later. But, you know, right now, I'll worry about sorting all that stuff out later. Right now, we just need to get rid of this idiot. I mean, we just have to. Now, earlier in the show, I brought up the Donald Trump flag waivers and shirt wearers and MAGA hat wearers. And I was out of town, Over the weekend, I had something I had to do, and I'm driving through some areas. I live in the state of Florida, and there are plenty of areas where it's still considered Trump country. So I'm driving through, and I happen to catch a few houses, and they are literally banners hanging in their front yard about Donald Trump. Not just yard signs. I'm talking banners. I saw a video online of a guy's house. like The entire house was painted. Donald Trump and all kinds of Trump stuff. And of course, you see the MAGA hats and you see the T-shirts. And I would just like to go on record to say that if you wear a Donald Trump T-shirt hat or you paint your house anything Donald Trump or you're flying banners or you're out on your boat and you're flying the flags, you are a loser. I mean, I know that sounds judgmental and I know it sounds harsh, and it's kind of meant to be. And I'm only telling you this to maybe help you understand that people don't look at you. They're not intimidated by you. They're not scared of you. They don't think you're cool. They don't They don't go, oh my gosh, Donald Trump. This guy's a badass. He's got a Donald Trump and he doesn't care. Nobody's looking at you that way. They're looking at you and saying, my God, what a loser. Now, I know people will say, well... Nobody said anything when people were wearing Obama t-shirts. First of all, I guarantee you the Trump people saw people wearing Obama t-shirts and they had a few things to say. I guarantee you that's the case. The second part is there is a little bit of a difference. I know it sounds like I'm always defending the Democratic side, but literally there is a difference here. You had the very first black president in the history of this country, and if somebody took pride in that and they wanted to wear a t-shirt that said, look, we went through hell for decades and now we have a president that looks like us, if they wanted to wear a t-shirt or a hat or a bumper sticker... I give them a little bit of a pass. I hope that makes sense to you. Maybe it doesn't. But if you really think about it, that one's okay. But when you're doing it with Donald Trump paraphernalia, you're doing it as almost an in your face kind of thing, not a pride thing. It is a weird kind of pride. It's a white pride thing, I would say, part of it is. But to wear a hat, a t-shirt flag, you are a loser. There's really no other way to paint it. And finally, I want to wrap up the show. A few weeks ago, we talked about Kanye West said he was running for president. And as I said on my podcast a few weeks ago, that that was a big publicity stunt and he's not running for president. Well, lo and behold, I saw the news the other day that Kanye West has already dropped out of the presidential race. Giving this much attention to his presidency is already enough, but I would like to go on record as to say, I told you so, this was a big nothing. Now, again, I'm sure plenty of people out there said the same thing, so you can take credit too. You can jump on the same bandwagon I'm jumping on. I told you this was nothing, and you shouldn't pay attention to it, and it has turned out that it was a big nothing. And it was a big publicity stunt because this guy craves attention and he needs it. He got it and whatever. Okay, he's not running for president. So nobody needs to worry about that. As always, I want to take this time to thank everybody for downloading the podcast. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. You can follow me on Twitter at Run 13 and please, once again, if you can review and rate the show on Apple and subscribe anywhere you can find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the places you can find podcasts. If you find it, just subscribe, rate and review it. I'd really appreciate it, and I appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you again soon.